They say we sick with it, you better wear a mask They say we're moving towards the top, but we work like we're trash I mean these conversations happening, you shouldn't have asked We're the winners of the future, not a slave to the past You said we never ever make it, and I'm saying you lied Tune in every Monday, press play, share, and subscribe Your invoice has been processed, bring me my money, don't hide Don't play with me, I'm kingdom and I'm We might have a little bit of a confession. These are my confessions. All right, so listen here, y'all. We've been laying low to the flow. So low that the roaches are looking like giants right now. Mm -hmm. And um, I say all that to say that your girl has not been able to drink her caffeinated coffee of lately because... We got a little one on the way. Yes, you heard it here first. Well, you probably didn't hear it here first. You probably heard it from somebody nosy auntie. <laughs> but we are now drinking overly dedicated decaf from Hustle Blends Coffee. So this is the perfect decaf. This is the perfect blend from Hustle Blends. For our folks out there that are so doggone dedicated, they just can't let go of coffee, but they had to let go of the caffeine. Do you hear me? You can find that only at www.hustleblends.com. You heard that. Let's start the show, guys. We are back, and we know it's been a minute. It sure has. We, here we come with the baby daddy tears. We are coming to sincerely apologize. We are so sorry, Keisha. Keisha, we will never do it again. I know, you know, you called me the other day and you said, like, that looked like your car inside your mama house. And I was like, no, I'm at work, but it really was my car. And I'm here for Lil Twan. You know, Lil Twan always going to be my ace boom. You know, he going to be, uh, you know, the one I'm going to take care of. And I'm here for both of y'all. Let Twan live. No, seriously. Okay, so <laughs> thank y'all for at least um, tolerating us, pressing play. <laughs> um, we we really are. Um, I you know honestly we're without ex- without excuse. Life and more life, more life. Vid pregnancy. By the way, we're pregnant. I know we did not say that in our last podcast, which was all of a few months ago. Right. But um, yeah, we were pregnant then too. Um, yeah, Twitty, you want to explain yeah. to them why we just ghosted them? Like, we just <laughs> never returned their phone call? Yeah, uh, so I really I really chalk it up to not having a plan for what was happening with life. And that's not really um, mm. something that you want to continue, especially when we're having this beautiful conversations with y'all. Yeah. And, you know, conversations are supposed to build to a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we, uh, you know, just dipped out on y'all. We did what we needed to do. We dipped out. Yeah. So uh, we're coming back asking for you to receive us with love. <laughs> you know, this and yeah. uh, we have strategies and plans okay. and systems in order to uh, make sure that, you know, that doesn't happen again. But we're not going to stay on that too long because I know y'all missed us, right? Y'all had to have missed us. Yeah. We know it's looking real dry in those podcast streets. Yeah, it's, you know, a lot of recycled content. You know, you are not getting million-dollar conversations from anywhere else but here. We know that, right? But there are a few unpaid invoices. We have been sending reminders. Um, I think at this point, I think we owe them. Or we're even. We know you got your stimulus. We're even. Yeah, we're even. (laughs) We're Got, even. We're canceling their debt. Yeah, we're canceling your debt. Just we like, are doing what the government won't do right now for you. We are canceling your debt. Yes. How about that? Yes. We're, that is wonderful. Yes. We did it, Joe. I love it. We yeah. did it, Joe. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. All right. So, y'all, 
uh, our life update. Um, yes, we are pregnant. We are due in two months. Um, so we are very pregnant right now. Um, we have our wonderful, beautiful son coming into the world. His name is Preston James and Gwynny. Yeah, very pristine. Yeah, I mean, it's like he wears sweater vests. I'm so impressed He's going by him. Turtleneck. I'm well. so impressed by him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, we are so excited yes, for him are. and his arrival. We've been preparing for it. Um, we've been having our own bouts and challenges with that. We also had the vid during mm. this time. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it was rough. Two weeks of our life will never get back, but <laughs> but we're thankful that we <laughs> much made bonding it. time. Yeah, oh my god! Because some people it oh was two weeks gosh. and they they weren't able to make it over. <coughs> Correct. Sorry, bad time to cough with the talking about the bed. <laughs> cough count. <laughs> hey, we're gonna take you out the stage real quick. Uh, yeah, you know. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you come off the mic real you quick. You cough too many times. <laughs> yeah, you need to go ahead and exit the building. But anyway, <laughs> so you know, as we like to do here on the Million Dollar Conversations pod, we enjoy having a little shim, 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 shim to talk about in the beginning. Just a little shim, shim, shim. Just a little shim. So, what we're going to do is, Tweety and I are going to take turns with three lines, either from a movie or a song, that we use in everyday life in response to life events. Mm-hmm. All right? You ready for that? Uh, you should start it off since you, you know, <laughs> this, is, this is your stuff. Uh-huh. You got that radio station playing in your head and you got all kind of songs. Go ahead. I always have a radio station going, all right? And I want to hear some of y'all's too out there. That happens a lot, y'all. I'm literally tired from sitting. Talking. From sitting, yes, from talking and sitting. All right, um, but so I'm going to first start off with, um, oh boy, now that we added movies, I'm, I think, I don't know, I don't know, there's so many to, to choose from. Um, okay, so one that I tend to say that I know for a fact I say it and people have no idea where I get it from or they'll be like haha like that's funny it sounds like it came from somewhere but like they just don't question me on it it's like whenever I I, I just see somebody doing something great I'd be like just give it to the kids don't gossip about how it's distributed that came from uh, a Kendrick song um, to Pimp a Butterfly oh my gosh which song is that I I know I how people know. work. I know what the price of life. I know how much it's worth. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the, the, the name. <clears throat> well, anyway, I do say that all the time, and people tend to be like, ah, and I'm like, no, but but oh, so you don't? Oh, you don't know? Okay, that's fine. Um, so yeah, don't just give it to the kids. Don't gossip about how it's distributed. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Just give it to the kids. Just give it to. Them. Just give it to the kids. Don't gossip about how it's distributed. <laughs> I feel it. Okay, that speaks. It's to It's revelatory song. to me. Okay, yes, I, I get it. Yeah, um, I've you know like I, like I was saying to you before, like my radio station is so janky. Mm-hmm. I think I have a cassette tape. Cassette tape. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even think I have a radio station. It plays every now and then. Um, but if my cassette tape would play something in my head that was you know inspiring. It probably would be uh, Many Men by 50 Cent. Oh, you do say that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to hear that that playing on repeat a lot for you. Wish that the pony bloody Yeah, that right there. It gets you in a hustle mode. Does it? <clears throat> hustle it, specifically? 
Well, for me. Okay. Because it's more like, I know there ain't nobody looking at me. <laughs> looking out. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's nobody out here looking to get me mm-hmm. currently mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, like, his situation. Yeah. But it takes me in a nostalgic state. Nah, I remember yeah. 2003. I remember being in Kenya. I remember having a fake do-rag and a... Uh, what is a fake do-rag? <laughs> you know, like the little stockings women had to wear. Like uh-huh. I used to put that on my yeah, head. Yeah, stocking. yeah, stocking cap. Yeah, uh-huh. and then you know I put on the wife beater, and then like I would really imitate Fifty Cent and really feel like I'm going through what he going through. So when they're doing that little scene <laughs> where he's getting shot, we over there as kids just you know falling back, boop, 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 boop. you know. But anyways, that's one of the songs that you know I have a soft spot for it. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I don't really know what to do with that. Yeah, it's information you can use. Now many, you know. Many men. When you're like, ooh, I wonder what Twitty's thinking about. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you, right? Moment. I can tell you right now, he's either not thinking, which happens a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he's singing many men. He's really trying to contemplate whether he should do these five push-ups or not. <laughs> I would say my next one is, and this has been like my my motivational song of choice since I was like in college, since it came out, and it is by none other than Futia and Feral, all right, and it is called Move That Dope. Young person, move that dope. And when I tell you it is like poetry to me, because it goes so deep for me when i tell you to see 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 what y'all hear is move that dope but i hear is like it could be move that sale in your business it could be move move that edge control and let your edges flourish sis it could be move that breast milk sis it could be move that those bricks on that building you know as you are building that house it could be move that paycheck move that money from your checking account to your savings account you hear dope i hear opportunity and so what i what i heard from this wonderful drug bust of a song is that (laughs) the dope cannot be moved unless you move it and that's gonna take somebody somewhere that they need to be right there. I'm gonna leave that alone right there. I'm gonna just let that breathe. Thank you for your thirty seconds. Absolutely. Sermon. Uh, Absolutely. Somebody, anybody, uh I guess I guess they got something from it. No, somebody took something from somebody. it. Somebody. Move that dope. All right. Move the dope has been moved. Okay. That's it. All right. Like un, like like how does that make you feel? Like like when it, I speak it, that it, to you, does it does it, it does it awaken something in you? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a different breed. <laughs> Uh, it's I get where you mean, like you know, like if you don't do what you're supposed to do, it won't do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. If you're supposed to be, you know, pushing something, push it. Mm-hmm. You know, move that dope. Move it. Move it. You know? It has to be moved. Uh, so it, it has to be. Okay. It is not making hey, hey. money sitting here. It, it has to move. Okay, we had twenty. Bring it ten. Thank you. Uh, but I get what you mean. Yes. And I, I think for me. So, there's there's very few songs that really I guess inspire me mm. to do stuff mm-hmm. that you know I, I feel like you know books do that for me mm. reading books or reading or, or watching a video of somebody who's accomplished where I want to be mm-hmm. break down something re- relevatory oh for me oh my goodness it's always borrowing for you 
from me. It's a nice word. I like it's it. Always, but you know what? They're gonna like how change. I say. They're gonna it's like how always, I said it. <laughs> you know, this happens all the time. Oh my god! They probably missing it. Like right, what? what they okay, so about? what is your what is your line? What's your next line, buddy? Come on. My next line is, um, "I'm gonna buy you a drink by T Pain." Now I'm playing. Um, uh, I, I really don't have anything. You go ahead. All right, guys. This next one, in case that moving that dope, my radio station. Is all close. of a sudden, you know, I feel like when I said move that dope, a lot of y'all got up from y'all chair and y'all started stirring around because you knew that there was something in your house that you needed to move. But what I'm about to tell you next is about to just take you from 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 here to there. Whatever your there is and whatever your here is, do you hear me? I will say <clears throat> there is a line in a song that will get me together in a hot flash, in a hot second. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> oh, oh, Tweety is really upset that I did that. I'm sorry, guys. All right. What's the move? Can I tell the truth? If I was doing this for you, then I'd have nothing left to prove. Now, this for me, though, I'm just trying to stay alive and take care of my people. My people. My people. And they don't have no awards for that. Trophies. Trophies. And they don't have no awards for that. Mm. This stuff don't come with trophies. Ain't no envelopes to open. I just do it because I'm supposed to. Like, that... that I, don't even I get the dreams in the okay. suitcase. I got my whole country on it's, a new way. I, I go two dreams. I heard all your people stay where you stay. How so big I hadn't I seen them boys in three days. I use a walkie-talkie just to get a beverage. I felt that. If nobody else felt that. If nobody, if that line was for nobody else, I use a walkie-talkie just to get a beverage. That's honestly, that's my life right now. Every time I ask Sweetie to go downstairs, ain't no walkie-talkie. I'm the walkie-talkie. What you talking about? To get a beverage. Go ahead, Sweetie. Anyways, <laughs> I, th- I think we've had enough of your 30-second se- sermons. Mm. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's appreciated. For, it's for somebody. So, it's for somebody. It's for somebody. And they're fulfilled right now. I know they you are. You did a great job. I know, and guess what? The dope has been moved. Because they understand that. they don't get no awards for that. The one I did like was the, you know, not, I don't even want to say supposed to. You're supposed to say post. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. I just do this because I'm, you know, I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to take that with us to the business section. Okay. What are the things that we are giving ourselves uh, a hand clap of praise when we are supposed to already been doing it? Okay, so I am I am on the side of there are things that you are definitely supposed to do, but there's also nothing wrong with you clapping for yourself for the things you're supposed to if do. If I put on my drawers, Patrice, if you I'm not if supposed you to. If you ain't put on your drawers in a long time. If it's a normal Monday. Yeah. And I take a shower and put on my drawers, I'm not going to be clapping That's for myself. That's celebratory. Somebody somewhere is not putting on their drawers. <laughs> but, I'm, I'm using it as like a, an example. What I'm saying is that there's certain things that you just do, like, you know, you're supposed to be doing it. Think about it from a children's perspective, mm-hmm. right? The first time they walk, it's, wow, little thing. Timmy, yeah, we got the course. video, we got the picture, you're doing great. Yeah. They're seven, right. and they're walking. Are you going to walk around? No, and- no, no, because you only celebrate their advancement from that point. But what I am saying is that 
we yeah, there's nothing wrong with celebrating you and something you did that you were supposed to do. Maybe you made your bed today, but maybe and you understand that's something you're supposed to do, but maybe you ain't made it in a while. All right, I understand that. Now here's my thing and my issue with it, where you are looking for and almost entitled to praise recognition and celebration from other people for doing what you were supposed to do that is where it becomes the like all right you do know that like you've been walking for seven years <laughs> you know yeah yeah that's that's where it becomes like hey i know that you were you know it's kind of like what right. your parents tell you like you're special to us but to somebody else they can run you over right and keep going you know right. what i mean I, I believe that there's an element of um you know when people say it's tough love Mm-hmm. I believe there's a level of, in business. There's a level of ruggedness that you have to kind of walk in. You have to have tough skin, one, mm-hmm. and you have to be able to be impenetrable in emotions that may come with you, or may, that mean that people may come with. When it when it comes to uh, if you're like you know in the basic stage mm-hmm. of like I just got up and I did something I ain't did in months. Yeah, congratulate yourself. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is just what you're saying as well. Like when you are expecting everybody else to have the same reaction to what you are supposed to. Or when you live and die on the hill of people's reactions. I think that is something to be of of concern rather. I think that is like, oh man, nobody was happy for me. Like like the minute I, I deliver this baby and I'm able to go out and... And go to the gym and and do the fun stuff I used to do all the time. Like, I'm going to be happy for myself. Right. I'm going to be excited because that's something I've not done in 10 months at this point. However, I understand that the other people who've been going to the gym every day are not going to be impressed with me getting on the stair stepper. You know? Right. What I'm saying is that associating what people have to say about you and inputting it and making making it move you. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they they really are liking what you're doing. You know, it could be for a season. What what if they stop liking what you're doing? Oh, are yeah. you gonna stop what you're doing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I mean, we clearly know that the tension span of people is quick. You know, right. right. Um, I would definitely say that you know we have to start being um, start looking at situations and really, 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 um, we got to stop putting an emotional value on things that are a hundred percent, a thousand percent objective. A hundred percent, you know. Hey, this customer wants an order. That ain't got nothing to do with emotions. Yeah, that, that ain't got nothing to do with how you feel, what you're going through that day, how your left leg is hurting you. That ain't got nothing to do with the fact that you don't like your hair that that day, or what you got on is something that you not that that that's not your vibe. Right? They want the order. They spent their money. That's what we got to do right now. Right. We got to deliver that. Yeah, I, th- I think um, we talked about. And, you know, over the past couple of months, like, how do you scale? Um, scaling your business means that you are in almost a stagnant place to where you, you've seen the 100 customers. You've seen the 200 customers but or the 200 orders. But how do you get from 200 to 5,000? How do you get from 5,000 to 8,000? Mm-hmm. How do you scale that thing? Yeah. And in that process, you have to remove all emotions. So a little earlier, Tweety and I were talking about... Um, Go, what it looks like to what it looks like to um, be stuck at step two, 
Okay. And when we talk about that, this is what we mean. So, you know how we were just talking about celebrating step one, you know, when you first launch your business or when your baby first starts walking or whenever something just a first for you happens, it is a celebratory moment. And it's probably an all inclusive celebratory moment. It is probably something everybody is going to cheer for. Oh my gosh, your grand opening of your new store everybody's going to be there to watch you cut the ribbon everybody's going to cheer you on and you got your first sale oh my gosh what a great thing and then you're in business for a year and maybe those same people who were there that first day weren't there anymore or they are poking holes in your business and being like you know i just thought that you could do this and do that or you know they they feel however they feel or they they bring something else to you and be like oh i saw this other person they doing just what you doing and they doing it like this you know it could be a million and, and ten different things when it comes to business when it comes to step two all i'm saying here is that if step one everything feels magical everything feels wonderful everything feels amazing and then you go to that toddler phase in your business and if you know anything about toddlers i'm not saying this because i got one running around the house but i've just just from observation they do what they want to do it's a different set of rules it's a different set of what you have to adjust to what they are doing because they're exploring yeah they're exploring and so you may make a lot of um a lot of pitfalls you may make a lot of mistakes you may do all of that but guess what people are still watching you at step two even if they're not buying even if they're not sharing even if they're not telling people about it they are still watching you at step two because guess what they trying to see if you got that same energy you had from step one and they trying to watch you from step two step three step four and carrying on for however many steps as you continue with what you're doing Every step dictates your next purpose. Mm-hmm. or your, it, Every step takes you to your next purpose. Yeah. Um, and where somebody else is in their steps shouldn't dictate where you are. Mm-hmm. And I believe that for the longest, I had this revelation when we started. I was like, I never want to be in a comparison and a contrast race with where somebody is who worked for 10 years to get to where they are. Yeah. Somebody who is dedicated and put the time and they deserve the rewards Mm -hmm. for being consistent Mm -hmm. in an area. Mm -hmm. So that's like we haven't been, you know, obviously as active in our podcast, but sitting there wondering, like, why is it not consistent? I haven't been doing what I needed to do. Call a thing a thing. Right. So I don't need to bring the excuse to the table and say, if it wasn't for all these things, I would have been consistent. No, it was because I chose yeah. not to be it's consistent. It and it's choice. always a learning moment. You know, for example, this podcast, what we realized is the strategies that we, we were putting in place didn't allow us to record or uh, do the things that we needed to, no matter what was happening in our personal lives. Right, 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 right. So personal life is getting in the way. How do you go around that? You create a strategy that allows you to record, yeah. to have things um, done ahead of time. So now time is not an issue. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, and, and I, I think I post, I posted on Twitter, you know, y'all can follow me, slept on tweet, you know, I'm out here. Uh, but I posted a tweet on um, Twitter and I had said that pivoting is a skill that every entrepreneur has to have. Okay, you haven't been recording for a while. All you got to do is record. Yeah. Everything's fixable. Everything's right. figure out. It doesn't have to be, I've been having an emotional pull, mm-hmm. 
You know, I'm just going to drown in what I haven't done and I'm going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're drowning. Please swim. Live. Yeah. Okay, you haven't gotten the sales you want. Please post. Please find out a new strategy. Don't do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If it didn't work the first time, how is it going to work the second time? Right, 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 right. Pivot. Yeah. Switch up. Do your history. Study. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, there's this um, one person I follow. She, she, she's doing something very, like, next level. Mm-hmm. But very simple. Mm-hmm. She, you know, Reels has been out maybe what six months, mm-hmm. something like that. It hasn't been out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Reels on Instagram are out, and what she's doing is she's taking all the browsers and effects that you can get on there, and she's making Reels about the effects. Mm-hmm. Nothing new, nothing revelational. Then she's taking what's already there mm-hmm. on Instagram, mm-hmm. on the different ev- effects. And she's doing master classes on them. Right. So she's reteaching you what you could teach yourself. Yeah. And you're paying $500 and she's giving you the same content, not even with the link. Mm-hmm. Go do your own research. Because people are paying for what they don't know. Absolutely. And people will pay for what they don't believe. Right. 100%. People will pay for the things they don't believe. And half the time, that's why so many people, I have nothing against business coaches. I have nothing against people being in a position to help and assist businesses um, and take them to the next level. But a lot of times, what you tend to see is that people are paying for motivation and people are paying for inspiration and, and pretty much a cheer session. And it comes down to the come down. If you got past step one, if you launched that business, if you launched your website, if you got your first sale, if you did all of these things, then guess what? You can still do it. You can do it again. Everything is recyclable. Everything's figureoutable. Everything is going to be okay. But we just got to keep going. We get distracted in um, we get distracted in doubt. And I have to tell you that, yes, social media is a great place for inspiration and a great place to see, like, man, that person really got it out the mud. They did it this way. They did it this way. But it's also, like, a grand distraction from what you're supposed to be doing because you're so busy being inspired by how somebody else was <laughs> somebody else's obedience that you didn't completely throw yours away. That's a word. That's a word in itself. And I, I believe that that's where... You know, most challenges come about is that how do I get where so and so is at? Yeah. Instead of how do I get to where, God where is, I'm supposed to be? Yeah, where I'm su- supposed to be. How do I do trophies? What, yeah. How do I do trophies? <laughs> how do I do what I'm supposed to be doing mm-hmm. instead of this person who's accomplished ten different th- tasks and things? Mm-hmm. That's great for them. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, have having that awareness of who you are, whose you are, gives you that confidence that it don't matter what the follower count is. Mm-hmm. It don't matter on how many people buy. It just matters that you are obedient. Yeah, and then also understand. I would let's start looking at criticism, and let's. This was gonna be for my ads. Actually, still gonna be for my ad tax. But you know what? Sometimes you gotta hear things more than once in order for you to hear it once. Mm-hmm. All right, but I will go ahead and say that. When people are criticizing or poking holes or asking questions or, you know, throwing shade or whatever, the, the, the many variations of, of throwing salt on your, your wound, right? Guess what? Take those challenges as every bit of a compliment you can get that one, there, there's a couple of things to get out of this. One, a few people who say the same thing are not always wrong. Okay. They're seeing something. You know, so. 
if somebody is seeing something, you it, you can take it as an opportunity to assess where you're at. And of course, we get protective of our businesses. Guess what? We Tweety and I have been super in our feelings about hustle plans. <laughs> there are some things you could not say about hustle plans. What what you talking about? But guess what? We didn't heard it. We didn't heard how come you ain't got this? How come you ain't got that? Where did these beans come from? Who y'all think y'all are? Is this really y'all? Is this a, a MLM? Um, where, where, what's this? What's that? You know what I'm saying? Who who made this website? Who's doing this? Who's making this content? All this other stuff. Who's your graphics? You know, team? are you are you selling third party? I mean, all just we've heard a lot of things that we could have easily and in some cases did take personally, took to heart, and wasted a lot of time. Just because we thought that somebody was coming for us, and maybe, and you know what, people cannot come for you unless you were open and ready come to on. be came for. Come on. You Say know what I'm again. saying? If they can't find you, in the words of Karen Huger, people come for me all the time, but they can't find me. All right, <laughs> you. If you don't know where my address is, guess what? You can't find me. Where are you coming? Yeah, you not. Where are you going? Destination is unknown. Yeah, the GPS is not working. It's that, not working. It's, it's not turning working. you back around to where you came from. Yeah, go back. Go back. Back to sender. And uh, so it's not to tell you or to to I think so many people share this, you know, you got to be tough in business. You got to be tough. You like I, honestly, some stuff do hurt. Like, can we talk about that for a second? Like some stuff does hurt your feelings. However, it's a choice. And Ayala, I know I can't believe I'm quoting her, but I believe that, you know, you could get great gems from a hole in the ground. She said, listen, do you want the lesson or do you want to be offended? Mm-hmm. Which one do you want? You have a choice. Moving past emotion causes you to realize what's the actual, like what is the actual problem and what is the solution? Mm-hmm. Okay, you do not like X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I ask myself, so why did you go to the website? Mm-hmm. Why did you go to the product? Mm-hmm. People are just studying you mm-hmm. and seeing what's really going on. Mm-hmm. They want to be a part. It's almost like somebody saying, I want to be a part of what's going on, but not really knowing how to say that. You know, And I think sometimes we look at our weaknesses and we say, you know, it's just a weakness of mine or it's just, well, no, weaknesses are supposed to be strengthened. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to stay like that. And I think in, in addition to um, you know, feeling hurt. You know, there's times where people would say certain things and they knew, I know you know what you're saying, but it was out of a place of, I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't really realize how much you've put into presenting this. And when you get caught up in those emotions, it causes you to not think objectively. It causes you not to be task oriented. It causes you to actually fail to do your task. I would have to say at step two, you officially lose the privilege of pulling the nobody supports me card. You officially lose the privilege of of people are talking about me and they're like eventually after so long. If if I heard Jay-Z talk about how people are still on Spotify and not title. I'd be like, why, why, who, who recorded this? Like, I would, I would be like, what, like, everybody would talk about him for saying something like that. Right. Because you expect more. Because you're like, you're not a, a, this is not your first day out type of thing. You'd be like, well, why are you offended? Why are you this or why are you that? 
So we have all these high expectations for other people just because they've been in the game and everything and, and all this. Like, you're really not trying to hear no sob story after a certain point. It's kind of like, no, like, I know the people who come to title are for me. Right. I, like I know, I, I know that though, like those people who choose to be my customers are my customers. And guess what? I'm gonna work with my customers. That's right. what I'm gonna do. We're all working to build our own audience. So yeah, you know, title may be something new in the game or fairly new to the game compared to Spotify. Mm-hmm. But you know, it knows or the people who are running that company are not just one person. Mm-hmm. So he could be the face of the brand, but there's a whole nother CEO. Of course, of so course. Th- there's different ways to go about competition or people who are in the, I don't even call it competition, people who are in the same field. There is an, I'll use Hustleblins as, as an example. There are coffee shops from here to Timbuktu. Yep. There's coffee beans from here to South America mm-hmm. to like everybody has the same, you know, connections mm-hmm. in this industry. Mm-hmm. But there's so many vacant seats mm-hmm. and vacant openings mm-hmm. to where everybody could eat. Mm-hmm. So instead of figuring out, oh, man, how do I stand out and become myself? How do I recreate and innovate what's already there? Right. You may be actually booting yourself out of a vacant seat that is just there for you. Yeah. Yes, they may be doing the same thing you are. But how can you make it different? How can you stand out? Right. And you don't stand out by pouting. You stand out by doing something different. Yeah. And that's where you take out the emotions. You study the game. You study the industry. And you come up. You come out with your authentic self. Authentic content. You become the trendsetter instead of following the trends. Our pastor said once, and this was, I mean, there are so many great quotes from our pastor. Shout out to our pastor. Um, but he said, you know, if you can hear what folks are saying on the sideline, you're running too slow. Very slow. Very slow. <laughs> or you just stopped and you got out the car. Yeah. And I, who in their right mind is running a race and is going to stop and address somebody that says boo? One person that says boo. Right. You know? Um, there was uh, this basketball player. Not this basketball Everybody knows him. LeBron James. Um he was saying, people were saying, you know, that his title that he's earned uh, or he, he won last year at, at the NBA bubble, they had to play in this, you know, sanctioned place to where, all, you know, all the players had to stay in one hotel room in Disney. Yeah. And, or not hotel room, one hotel. And they were playing just against each other's no fans. And people were like, it's a disadvantage to LeBron James because there's no fans. That's how it started. Mm-hmm. Then he started winning. They said it's an advantage for him because nobody's booing him. Mm-hmm. Keep going. And I realized that a lot of people are, a lot of people, they dictate the success on how loud the noise is in the room. Mm-hmm. So if the noise is higher, oh, you preach. their motivation to do things is on a high level. Yeah. If you got reshared 50 times and your favorite celebrity reposted you, you up all night just like a night owl trying to complete the next task. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get the the likes that you thought you would get because you worked all night to present this wonderful content, mm-hmm. you feel some type of way. You stop doing what you're supposed to do and you're not on your post. Yeah. And the same thing can uh, apply to your spiritual growth. Yeah. You may not get the, the revelation at one time, but God is still calling you. And in, in business, I associate God's word with business because he's the ultimate creator. 
he is the ultimate CEO. Mm -hmm. He is the founder of the world. Mm -hmm. And what does he do mm -hmm. when he creates something? He spends time mm -hmm. with, you know, the creation. He spent time with Adam and Eve. Yeah. Yeah. Walked in the in, in the daylight with them. Mm -hmm. What was he talking about? Mm -hmm. Talking about his plan. Right. So in order to understand your best plan, the coach that you are, you know, I'm not against, you know, business coaches. There's a need for them. Mm -hmm. I'm not against people who are advising you. There's a need for them. And we all need them. But what I'm against is that you're getting your vision from them. Mm -hmm. Your vision does not come from so-and-so. Your vision comes from God. So you have to consult him. He's the greatest consultant. Absolutely. Wisdom comes from him. Absolutely. So since we are already talking about that, um, man, I love what you said there. Uh, let's go ahead and move into just talking about just um, where we've been with faith, where how it's, um, how everything's kind of been going on in the world and the effects that, that it's had on the people of God. COVID, life. COVID life, <laughs> you know, all of the things that have been happening, I feel like it really does set the table for a discussion. I felt like for me, when we uh, received the news that we had COVID, I felt a, a great mm. level of shame mm. because I felt like I let my family down um, just as a husband, because I was like, I know that I didn't take the precautions that were necessary in order to protect my family. You know, my wife is pregnant. Um, you know, she may be sick, like the effects of it we, we are unknown. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those cloudy moments where I'm not going to play around. I had a lot of fear and still deal with fear around COVID from time to time. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't claim fear over me, but when it does try to knock at my doorstep, I know what to do now. Mm -hmm. But initially, I would say I was frustrated because I felt like, I had the faith that this wouldn't happen, yeah. but I wasn't practicing that same level of faith mm -hmm. with my actions of protection. Right. You know, the blood on the doorpost could be the mask. Yeah. But sure. nobody really, you know, right. considered that it was like, well, we're muzzling yeah. ourselves as believers. Right. They're shutting us down and they're doing this. Mm -hmm. But I was like, the the most important thing to me is protecting my family that's my duty as a husband and I failed what do I do next then you have your thoughts of I'm just trying to recover it's been two weeks I can't get down the stairs man 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 you know and for yeah. me it's like I'm you know I'm vegetarian I, I was like I'm throwing that out the way I gotta eat I'm hungry that's a confession yeah <laughs> no longer vegetarian yeah, yeah but like for me like it was serious I was like man I'm we're sick yeah we're in the house. It's not a joke. It's not and just the neither food. Neither one of us could really help each other. Right. I mean, Tweety was worse than I was. And I think that it, in some strange way that was that we were thankful for that. Right. But I mean, still, like we were, it was the blind leading the blind. <laughs> so your faith is tested. And yeah. you know, the whole time I kept thinking of Job, mm -hmm. God allowing Job to go through those trials of sickness, leprosy, mm. you know, his his kids dying, his his land being taken from him okay. and him sitting there and his wife literally telling him, curse God. Yeah. He took everything from me. Yeah. And I'm like, we're not even at that level. <laughs> it's nah. just, a, you know, yeah, it, it, it's it's a moment. It's a circumstance. The situation is very serious. But thankfully, we got out on the other side. Right. Yeah. And it's not over. Right. 
because it's an unknown. And what I've realized is there's a lot of people claiming they know what's going on, but they really don't. Mm -hmm. And if we could adhere to that and just say, I don't know what God is doing through this, but I know what he's doing is great. Mm -hmm. I can stand on faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can stand on his promises. I can stand on he is the ultimate creator of everything. So even this is a creation of him Mm -hmm. because he allowed it to happen. Right. And he will never stop healing us. Right. He'll never stop being a healer. So you claim the healing because he did it on the cross already. You know, it's it's crazy to see how it has really um, separated the body of Christ with all the, the, just everything that's going on. Because, I mean, we see COVID. We see how it's shut down any ounce of normalcy we'd once had. You know, all of the churches are functioning differently, whether your church is still open or whether it's just open virtually. Um, we see that there are major differences. We see that people have fallen away from Christ. We see that people, you know, people who were on fire last year are struggling right now. Right. Just, just truthfully struggling to actually understand and 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 keep up and even believe right now like there's a lot of hopelessness out here to where like you said Tweety like people are all looking at the church right now even if you had no belief no bone of belief in your body before people are looking like what y'all about to do yeah what is the church going to do there's churches who are bankrupt yeah you know there's churches who are closing down their arenas that they had opened Mm -hmm. and and there's churches who are thriving because there's more eyes on them because they seem to have prepared for the future yeah Um, um, and what we can't do as a shout church is shout out the, to the media teams in these churches. By yeah, the way. shout out to our media team That's at our awesome. church and and everybody you know in their churches who are really giving us the word through our living rooms. Yeah, you know while we're at work, we're still getting it. They're they're pushing the airways to be on radio stations, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's 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 not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realize is that we can't divide ourselves and say, oh man, this million dollar church or this mega church is closed down look at them they didn't have faith yeah maybe it's wisdom Mm -hmm. Mm. have we have we thought about that maybe it's you have a privilege you only have a hundred or a thousand right right so let's pray for one another instead of comparing on 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 who's the heart of the uh, of the body yeah who's the arm who's the pinky toe yeah they all matter we all have a function so if they (laughs) grieve we grieve and when it come down to the come down, that's what it's about. When, if we, whenever we lose sight of the goal and give in to the distractions, we are setting ourselves back. Right. Nobody can take you back like you could take you back. That's right. Nobody. And that's where we've been. You know, I'm not saying the entire Christian community, but just you know, acting like each one of our churches are a football team, and this one's better than this one, and everything like that. Like we have really set ourselves back with with just losing. Like, oh, man, the Great Commission. Oh, man, we got to bring people from the outside in. Oh, man, like we still have to to share the, the word of Christ. Not not the word of me, not the word of how I got over or and my everything. Little block. Yeah, not, <laughs> not about me. You know, it's about God. It's about Christ. It's about deliverance. It's about bringing people out. It's about healing. It's about restoration. It's about souls. Jesus, and if nothing else, yeah. this is a desperate cry for souls right yeah. now. Jesus is the team we're all playing. Um, yeah. And for. Yeah. So no matter where you are, I don't know who your pastor is, what your church is, we're we're in constant prayer for you. How about the fact that all of these pastors, every last leader in the church, nobody has ever gone through this before. Nobody has ever lived through this before. Yes. 
Nobody. And so as easy as it would be to criticize your pastor, as easy as it would be to criticize the leaders in your church and say what they're not doing, what they're doing, are they wrong for opening the building? Are they wrong for keeping the building closed? Are they are they really doing this? Are they really doing that? Did they care? Did they believe in the Rona? Did they not believe in the Rona? All of this extra whatever, I'll tell you this, nobody has the answer right now. Right. Nobody. Nobody has the answer yeah. except God. Right. And so we go to him asking him to guide us through this. Mm-hmm. We go to him and we cast down our burdens. Our burdens could be fear, anxiety, uh, worry. I know those are bouts that I've had to deal with. And sometimes it doesn't have a look or a feel mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are looking for the signs. You know, somebody, you know, there's a TikTok thing sometimes you showed me mm-hmm. or. I was going, I was scrolling one time and it was, uh, you know, a lady was like, show me a picture one time you were happiest. Mm-hmm. Show me a picture one time where you were depressed and nobody knew about. Oh, and yeah. it's like, those are the moments where we come in as the body and pray. Yeah. Because it might not be that, you know, the world may not see it, but you through a spiritual lens can see it. Mm-hmm. You have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, my sis ain't really, you know. She ain't been right. Yeah. I'm I'm a call. Yeah. My bro, he I really haven't heard from him. I'm yeah. a call. Yeah. And we put our pride aside. And you know, this these are lessons that I'm currently learning. You put your pride aside and you say like and you reach out. Yeah. How how are you doing? Right. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. You know, how is it affecting you? Mm-hmm. That is what we're supposed to do as believers. It's not just about, you know, preaching and go home. Mm-hmm. Sunday's over. Meet here again. Mm-hmm. It's about living the word of God. Yeah. That is Sunday to Sunday, not yeah. just one day out of the week. Absolutely. So you're literally preaching your life. Right, right. Or right. preaching through your life. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I'm learning as far as what God is saying through COVID is that do you trust me? Mm. And if we can accept him and say, Lord, I trust you even if I have it. Yeah. We're we're quick to rebuke. Hey, that's <laughs> it's not here. It's not here. <laughs> not here. You have it. It's there. Yeah, it's there. But we're quick to rebuke it, and it's great to rebuke a thing. But if you don't know why it came upon you, right? What is the purpose? Right. There's no lesson learned there. Mm-hmm. But if you know that God allowed it to increase your faith, mm-hmm. God allowed it to grow you in an area. God allowed it so you could be together in one house. Mm -hmm. I think of the winter storm and people were like, you know, everything sad is happening. We have COVID, we have this, and now this. Mm -hmm. 2021 sucks. I'm like, you haven't seen that family member in months. Mm -hmm. Now you get to sit with them. Mm -hmm. Yes, it may be cold. Yes, it sucks that, you know, people have died during that time. But think about all those moments that you shared that won't happen for another five years. Absolutely. You're right. You know, think about yeah. the reunion of like, we threw that thing called COVID in Texas out the window and said, I'm cold. Yeah, for a week. For, for a week, a week we COVID said, did, not, did not exist at all. It's I'm cold. So yeah. I see both sides of yeah. the stories when people are like, man, so we no mask when we go. Like, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> did the, the cold take away? You know, people right. are like, you know, this winter storm going to take away COVID. I'm like, are you a scientist? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that I, I'm really liking your TikTok stuff. I'm jumping on that. But like, you oh, know, the, there's like a, a little sound is like that they play in the back of the song is like, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Are you a scientist? Yeah. You know, when did you get your degree? Yeah. How did you know this was going to happen? Right. Like, people are really thinking that they have the answers. Mm -hmm. And what I've realized that I don't know can save you a lot of brain cells. It can save you a lot of... And it can create an opportunity for you to learn. Right. Yeah. Because if we all knew, then we would need the people that we've put in place. Yeah, for sure. So I, I don't know uh, where you are right now as you're listening to this in um, terms of your level of faith, uh, your level of fear, your level of anxiety, whatever is currently going on in your life. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, Jesus is still the answer. Mm-hmm. I heard something really good this week, um, and I just want to share it because it was so good and so revelatory to me. Um, but, you know, I heard... Um, a young lady, she was preaching. She was, yeah, I might as well say she was preaching, but um, she was praying on Instagram Live, and she was saying, you know, sometimes we get we get in our funks, and you know, we feel like God is so far, and He's not here, and and He hasn't, you know, God, how come you don't hear me no more? How come you're not checking on me? How come you're not as present in my life? And she's like, get up and go search for Him. And she was talking about how, you know, when she's talking to her son and she tells him to find something, she's like, did you look here? Did you look there? I know I left it there. Did you go in into the dresser? Did you reach in the back? Did you do this? Did you do that? And it reminded me like, okay, God, like, okay, like we need to get up and go search for him. So if you feel far away from God right now, if you feel like, man, I'm confused, I'm seeing a whole lot of stuff. You are, first of all, you're not alone. Right. <laughs> you're not alone that yeah. I don't want you to feel I think there's this automatic shame sometimes that if in this Christian walk that we could put on ourselves when we feel like we're confused and we're having doubts and we're having moments and we're having questions for God and we don't want to admit that to anybody else because we don't want anybody to look at us like, oh, oh, oh you supposed to be a believer. To be, yeah, yeah you're you supposed to do that. The titles like, come out. Yeah. It's like, you know, how could you, how could you struggle with? Fear and your, mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. pastor. How can you? How can you deal with anxiety mm-hmm. or have bouts at times with you know not knowing the answer? Yeah. And yeah. I've realized that you know that's really sometimes where God wants us. It's a vulnerable state, right? Of saying, "Lord, you know." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Look, don't, but you do. Yeah, yeah, you have the answer, right? And then you don't even have to tell me the answer, mm-hmm. but I know you got it. Yeah, we go to Him. We're like, Lord, you know, show me. Mm-hmm. What they don't know, mm-hmm. so I could tell them what mm-hmm. they don't know. Instead of saying, "Lord, you've already shown me who mm-hmm. you are. I trust you in this storm." Mm-hmm. So you know, some some of us get that Peter complex, and God is bringing us out of out of faith in His strength to yeah. walk on water. Yeah. And when we about to take that second step, which goes back to business, <laughs> Come on. we start drowning. That second step becomes a. Oh, oh, I'm doing it by my own might. Yeah. Oh, I I, I thought yeah, I had it together. That's where all the thoughts come, yeah. And that first fall. step, you're like, oh, my God, I did it. Yeah. Second step, oh, I got to keep going. Right. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I I, I I think even with these two, I think when you when you mix business and, uh, you know, God and, and faith, you really get a great blend of who he is. Mm-hmm. He is the owner, creator, um, he 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 builds things mm-hmm. to function for what they're supposed to function for. Mm-hmm. So we never really ask ourselves, God, what did you build me for? Mm-hmm. We say, God, I want to be built like that. Mm-hmm. Shape me like so and so. Yeah. 
mold me like that. That's what the world is struggling with. Right, right, yeah. Is his creation. We struggle with what he's created. And that kind of suffering brings about the issues that we face in our personal life, in our business life, because God did not call you to be financially enslaved. God did not call you to be caught up in your emotions. God did not call you to be stuck there because mm-hmm. he called you for somebody else. So mm-hmm. every time you're stuck, every time you're facing those situations, guess what? Somebody else is not getting the revelation they need. Man. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else is not getting their breakthrough. Right. You have broken the chain. Yeah. You, bro- you are the broken link in the chain. Yeah. So instead of connecting together, united and saying, we all don't know what's going on. But we trust God as a church. Mm -hmm. The world will align itself and say they understand and know. I want to know that God. Mm -hmm. Some going on. Some going on because even though they had COVID, they had faith. Yeah. Even though the churches, you know, closed down, there were still invites on Facebook groups on come join, watch my church live. I love seeing that. Yeah. Seeing all the different churches that are yeah. still doing live. Still going. Still going. The yeah. pastor said, I, I, I won't give up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So That's we good. shouldn't be like, well, I got, this one got a thousand likes, the message is this, and this one got two likes, the message is that. It's, no. It's the, the word of God is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Whether it comes from little old town in, in, in Africa or it came from the pulpit of T.D. Jakes. Hey, Amen. The word is a word. So let's go ahead and take a move to the word of marriage and the word of love and the word of togetherness, because this is now our relationship conversation, guys. All right. So we are going to go ahead and start talking about that. So um, I wanted us to touch on how heavy twofold okay how heavy idolatry is for marriage uh, when it comes to the christian community so um tweety and i had been watching a show that i'm sure a lot of you have heard of or heard people talk about at this point because this season of this particular show the show's been like going on like forever but this season of this particular show is um pretty intense so this show is called married at first sight and if you don't know anything about it pretty much it is an experiment where people are getting married to complete strangers moving in with them going on honeymoons doing all this extra stuff and then there's like all and and you're being left up to experts to um decide whether y'all are who's a good fit for who and so we joke all the time like i wonder if they would have put us together yeah, so we do say, like, hey, I wonder if they would have put us together or not. But um, they put some strange folks together this season, I ruining have to say. Lives. And we do say they are ruining lives. And so there's one um, couple in particular. And if you know, if you have anybody social media or if you've watched the show just a little bit, you've heard two names. And those are Paige and Chris. Paige and Chris are one of the black couples. Well, they are the only two black couple, like, you know, male and female black couple. There is another black late girl on there, but she's, you know, married to someone who I believe is Dominican. But anyway, um, so Paige is kind of giving you, I've been praying to God about this. I know that he's going to send me a husband and I know that this husband's going to be this and that. And it went from that to I got this husband and he's, you know, no matter what, we sticking it out because this is God ordained and blah, blah, blah. I want to please my husband. I, you know, like, sis is like 
gotten whatever book is out there that says like whatever it takes for a husband type stuff you know and so Chris got some issues. Chris, not only does he have like your typical man issues, like, you know, maybe he scratches his butt or maybe he stinks or maybe, you know, he doesn't clean up the toothpaste that's in the in the, the basin of the sink. No, no, that would that would be entirely too easy. Chris has an ex fiance who is pregnant, and Chris has also told Paige to her face that he does not think she's attractive. And that, you know, he he's she's really not his type and you know he's pretty much stringing her along like he didn't he's never just said to her like hey this ain't gonna work i'm done what he finally did in this last episode but you know he'll string her along and come back and be like i'm so i'm so scared i'm gonna fall in love with you it's just chris is annoying it's manipulative um it's it's using tactics um that you studied on other women and applying Mm -hmm. it to your current situation this is not the first time he's lied to somebody to get what he wants from them. Not at all. His, he, he, he's lying to everybody, including himself, saying he's not attracted to her. Because how are you not attracted to somebody but you laying down with them? Well, that is very possible. You could be unattracted to somebody and have sex with them. Okay, there has to be some kind of an attraction in order for you to lay down with them. <clears throat> A sexual attraction is very different than the... Yes... So but no, no. I'm I'm telling you that the tactic is that if I say this, it causes her psyche to, feel to be insecure. I gotta do better. Yeah, and to there's fight something for this wrong with me. And this is 100. I'm gonna fight for this marriage. Anyway, we said all that to not come to not be commentators on the <laughs> show because you can very well watch this Just show watch for it. yourself yeah. or hear somebody else who wants to be a commentator do that. But we mentioned it to talk about the idolatry in marriage that exists specifically in the Christian community. What happens when people <clears throat> I I know that I remember when I was in college there were like different groups and things like that on campuses that were like specifically targeting young women and pretty much using the let's prepare you to be the be a wife, let's prepare you for your Adam type stuff. Um and I'm like, why aren't we talking about Christ? Why are we compl- like why are we using this as a grooming tactic for a woman to want to be married? So, you know, in these particular groups they would sit up here and ask you to write down the qualities you want in your husband and do all this different stuff instead of just being a bride for Christ, instead of just doing all of that. And so I really feel like there's so much idolatry in the Christian community. There's so much um that we we put almost in place of Christ. And marriage tends to be one of those things. Marriage is something that God has ordained and that God has made possible and that God um, established here on earth as a covenant and as a as as an agreement um, to to represent how Christ is supposed to treat the church and how the church is supposed to respond to Christ and for you to enjoy each other and to be fruitful and multiply and to reproduce and to have um, to raise disciples However, it is not supposed to be seen as a character trait. Marriage is not a character trait. The problem is that we've made marriage uh, become... A checklist uh, item. uh, Yeah, a checklist uh, item. We've also allowed the want for a husband or a wife to be on our priority list of everything that is going to fulfill us as human beings. Yes. I, I, I think a couple of maybe 10 episodes ago, I was like, you know, not everybody's supposed to be married. Yeah. 
not everybody's going to get married. Yeah, that's true. But doesn't mean that God is not going to work through that person's life. Absolutely. Doesn't mean that God is not mm-hmm. going to deliver them and doesn't mean that they're not even going to have kids. Right. It just means that not everybody has the same situation yeah. or opportunity to be married. And to jump up and get married just to get married, you're doing so much more damage than good. Right. And so I, I want to take it to an interesting place, Tweety, because I saw something on um, the tick of the talk, the talk of the tick, um, specifically from this realm of idolatry and marriage um, that I now feel like as married people, we can comment on appropriately. And so um, it was this young lady who said she was newly saved and that, you know, she's dating or she's trying, she's courting, you know, everything, your your language changes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) courting, I'm courting, I'm not dating, Um, whatever. And so pretty much she was saying like, you know, with him, we're not hugging, we're not kissing, we're not doing anything, you know, we are saving ourselves into marriage. Amen. Yes. Amen to that. I want to speak on soul ties. I want to speak on um why for some people it does have to be that drastic it does have to be let's not hug let's not kiss let's not do anything or i kissed him on my wedding day and so i i want to first iron out that that rule of not kissing or not hugging does not have to apply for you just because you just simply want to abstain from sex the reason those people are saying they're not kissing they're not hugging is because they are saying that they know maybe that that is going to lead them into a deeper temptation um, and have them dealing with some deeper perils just because of that entryway. But that does not have to be legalistic and true for all people that they should not hug someone that they are courting or, um, you know, maybe give a kiss or whatever. If God is giving you direct instructions in that relationship to not do that, then absolutely. But just to say, this is just what we shouldn't do. And you don't know why that is when it becomes legalistic. You have to know why you're not doing it. I believe that they have it more right than wrong. They do. if, If we're truthful, all those are triggers to sex. Yeah. If I kiss you for five minutes, it, it you know, it, mm-hmm. it's going to lead to something. Yeah. And it's not going to be, oh, we're innocent and we won't do this. It, it, you're giving your body a desire. And everybody, when you're in a relationship, you desire to connect. So I'm speaking more to the people are just saying, like, we're just not doing it. But they don't know why they're not doing right, it. They're just, oh, they're just saying. They're well, just saying like we, we, you know, like like you know, Heather Lindsay will often say like make posts saying like I kissed my husband for the first time on our wedding day, and then like people will kind of like fall into the pattern of that. But she had her reasons for why they did that. They had to come in agreement with God for that. So if you are not praying one for you, whoever your future husband is. Well, not one for your soul, two for whoever your future husband is, and three for whatever covenant you want God, whatever you want God to create out of that. Then I believe it could be extremely confusing when you're just following somebody else's pattern. Right. I believe that the gospel of God, and I've I've, I've placed this on uh, my Twitter, uh, slept on tweet by the way. Wow. Uh, and I said that be careful of following Christian influencers. Yeah. Without knowing the yeah. destination. Yeah. Because. As humans, we realize that we're flawed. That sometimes we're creating content to, for the content to lead us to back, lead people back to us, yeah. and not Jesus. Yeah. So it's important that you fall so in love with the good word that they bring to you, 
whether it's in a post or a video or a song, that you lose sight of what they're trying to teach you. Their intent may be simply trying to get you to Christ. Mm -hmm. But now you've idolized them mm -hmm. on top of whatever else they have. Mm -hmm. You could idolize a marriage while you're in a marriage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's so many different <clears throat> things that people can end up tying themselves to. But to your question about soul ties, um, a soul tie uh, can happen without you having sex with somebody. Yeah. A soul tie can happen in a relationship where you were emotionally vulnerable with somebody. Mm. And they disappointed you to the point of you can't, you know, replace what was there. Yeah. A soul tie can happen to, um, you know, something that happened in your childhood because mm -hmm. you're tied to a soul. That's mm -hmm. what is trying. That That's the ultimate, <clears throat> you know, saying for it. But when you have sexual relationships with different people, what happens is that somebody's doing a, a deposit and another person is doing a withdrawal. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's simply stated like that. How we try to... Um, make it make sense to us so we can feel like there's a barrier as we invent things like condoms. Yeah. You know? Or we just talk about it super casually. Right. Like, you know, or we, we empower ourselves in it. Right. Yeah. We all do it. You know, it's easy to say, you know, majority of everybody can't wait till they have sex. I got to try what I got to try mm -hmm. to see if it's good, if it's this, or that. It's like, you would have never known what it was if yeah. you never did what you did. You don't know did. what good is if you ain't, yeah. Yeah, so you can't miss what you never had. You know, and then, you know, some women are like, I need it to be this. And other men are like, I need it to be like this. I need her to be like this. And it's like, you wouldn't have known any of that mm -hmm. if you didn't try these <clears throat> things and experiment. So how long do you experiment before you know what's yours? I have to say it creates a lot of... If, if your goal is marriage and marriage the biblical way, marriage and God's way, I have to say... Um, when I was younger, when I was in college, and I was, I believe, in different situationships, um, none, of, none of it stuck, obviously, um, and believed that I was this empowered woman because I could say no or say yes to whatever I wanted to say no or say yes to, I have to say that created a lot of confusion for me when it came to, I mean, I didn't know I was going to meet my husband at 20 years old. I didn't know that. I felt like if you would ask me, I felt like I would have 15 years to get it right. You know, but the fact that we got married, um, at 23, we got engaged at 21. We met at 20, you know, it created confusion for me, you know, to, to be attached even casually to people, you know, to enjoy my marital bed, it created confusion for me. I, I dealt with a lot of shame in those situationships. As much as, you know, you go back to your homegirls and be like, ah, hey, you know, girl, I did, you know, all this other stuff. Like, no, but you're sitting in shame. <clears throat> you going back to your dorm room, you sitting in your shower crying, trying to figure out what you just did to yourself. And, and so I have to say, in that time, nobody could give me any real spiritual deposits. I was dealing with soul ties until we got in premarital counseling. Like, like that's when that's when I was like, oh, I knew I had soul ties. I knew I was dealing with issues, but like that's when I actually ran into a resolution for it. But until then, nobody could give me advice on my spiritual brokenness. Everybody had advice for your body. Oh, everybody got something for that. Girl, just just do this. Girl, get on the pill. Do this. Make sure you bring your own condoms. Do, like, we got all the game in the world for right. what to do for your body. Right. But your body could be 
broken in pieces and your spirit just completely dismantled and nobody has anything to say for it because nobody knows how they could deal with it. And, and it becomes an open door for the enemy to defeat you yeah. and destroy you mm-hmm. ultimately because now there's a, a level of you've tasted the fruit of being you know, uh, you know, out there mm-hmm. um, and doing the things that you like. Now, the sin kind of knows what, you know, it, it kind of dictates you and the flesh does what it does. Mm-hmm. Well, this is how I feel today. I know who to hit up. Everybody, yeah. you know, especially in college. Yeah. You know, those were the thoughts, you know. Everybody, so would you say that men men deal with those soul ties absolutely. differently? Men have soul ties, but they're the way that they deal with it is in actual manipulation. It becomes now a, a game, you know. If you go to a barbershop, this one time, um, went to a barbershop and is, you know, I'm, I'm looking around. There's a bunch of married men, there's a bunch of single men, but they were all on the same page, yeah. which was scary to me because it let me know that nobody is willing to stand out and say, "I won't stand for that." Yeah. Like I don't need to be talking about what I did as an 18 year old, and I have a, I'm 35 now. I have a wife. I have children. I have, you know, you know. Uh, I've grown and matured to know that what I did was a mistake. Mm-hmm. What I did caused sin. What I did could have really broke somebody else's wife. Yes, yes. We always yes. think about what you know how we was affected by uh-huh. it. How how, how, was, mm-hmm. how did what the choices we made mm-hmm. affect somebody else's spiritual walk? Right. right. And how they saw men or how they saw women. Right. Um, but when it comes to spiritual ties and soul ties, is that that is a piece of that person left in you. Yep. That is what sex is supposed to be between you. Down to the smell. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be between you, God, and that person. That's what that's what uh, sex is intended to be. Mm-hmm. It's actually spiritual uh, connection with God mm-hmm. because you're worshiping Him through your bodies. Mm-hmm. So when we take light of it and we say, I can connect with anybody we want, we're saying that this could be my God. Mm -hmm. And now you have several different beings inside of you. And every day you don't realize where's my anger coming from? Where's my frustration coming from? Where where are all these issues that I didn't have prior pop up? Yeah. Yeah. They came from somewhere. Yeah. And they didn't come. You know, sometimes we open those doors. We's like, hey, come in. So I have to say, if you are dealing with soul ties, I can speak from a woman's perspective. Um, And you recognize it and you know it. And maybe you are married or maybe you are just looking towards marriage and know that that is something that um, you've struggled with. But you just feel so much shame from it or that because that's what the enemy is going to do. Whenever you become aware of something, he's going to invite shame to the party because, oh, man, look at you, man. Look at you. You you was just this. You was just that. You was out here, you know, being easy, being wild. And he'll cause you to um, to to keep all of that in secrecy from your now husband or your about to be husband. Um, The first thing I would advise you to do is one, to be honest with the person you're with. Let them know what you're dealing with. Let them know what you have dealt with. Let them know not to shame you or put you into a place of, um, you know, to to expose yourself is, I guess, how the young kids would say. Because if you are marrying this person, this is a telltale sign that, like, hey, if they care enough about your wellness, your wholeness, and your your healing, that they they would care to know that information. But also, um, 
in 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 the walking that y'all do together into covenant that could be something that y'all pray about that y'all pray about and also forgive those people that you had once you know laid down with that you had once had experiences with forgive them you know and forgive yourself because sex is not meant to be shameful sex is not meant to be something that secret yeah it's not meant to be secretive or anything it's supposed to be something that you freely enjoy in marriage it is an entire gift and and um i saw something that was so great um on twitter and it was said that um before you get married the enemy wants you in the bed and when you when you get married he wants you out of the bed mm. you know pretty much like it, yeah 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 like something pretty much to the point where like as much as i could get you cornered in lust as much as i can get you cornered in and feeling like this and being with this person and doing this and wanting this person sexually then i could do that but by the time i get you married I'm going to have you so shame-filled, so tied up in your thoughts, so tied up in your own pain, so tired all the time that you can't even sit up here and enjoy what the what God is giving you. Soul ties happen when you access something illegally. Mm-hmm. And every time you are accessing another person's body illegally uh, through premarital sex, um, whether you know this going to be your husband or your, your wife, and you're doing what you think is just natural, what happens is that there has to be a consequence. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we never really realize the consequence may not be a, a disease. The consequence may not be a baby. Mm-hmm. But the consequences could be you leaving out of here more messed up than you came in. Yeah, man. Yeah. You were free, but now you're in bondage. Mm-hmm. You're in bondage to a feeling. This person makes you feel like this compared to how this person makes you feel like that. Mm-hmm. Now you don't even know what to trust, what to believe, because you've created an idea of what life, sex is supposed to be. And it, for a man's perspective, what happens is that sex becomes almost robotic. Mm-hmm. It becomes now... a a, a, a thing that you do to release or you know I'm I'm just frustrated this is what I need I'm just this this is what I need because you trained your body to be like that then the subtle things become or you subtly start to uh, feel like it's not enough mm-hmm. so that's where a lot of never men, pleased yeah that's where a lot of men including the, the guy you were talking about in the show it's like well I want to be married, like, like truly feeling like that's what he wants, mm-hmm. but not really knowing how to, <clears throat> mm-hmm. because he's tied down to souls. He's, mm-hmm. you know, oh man, you know, I'm a good looking guy. Why do I need to? Mm-hmm. And I, I really find it so sad that there's men, you know, I, when I go, when I used to work at a nursing home, like, you know, you'll see the 75 year old man with nobody walking into that you know, visitation room. Why? Mm. Decisions that they made. Mm. Kids that they haven't seen mm-hmm. that live around the block. Yeah. Because yeah. it was good, but then time catches up to you. Mm-hmm. You you know, some people, they already met their husband and their wives, but they chose to do what they did. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're entangled up with people that were not meant for you. That's a soul tie in itself. You're in the whole marriage with somebody... You're not supposed to be with man, man. That's the biggest soul tie to me. That is, yeah, yeah. So you're you're tied up to consequences of a good time, a good feeling, mm-hmm. 
and then you'll share the information. But tell me why you always feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Tell me why it always gotta gotta be you know like you know clouded in shame and in, in secrecy and darkness. Why does it happen in the dark for mm-hmm. some people? Mm-hmm. It's because there's a, a level of I feel unclean. And that's what a soul tie is. It's an unclean spirit. And when those unclean spirits now attached to your body, attached to who you are, you keep going back to a well that's been dry and always will be dry. But mm-hmm. now you have multiplied and produced with that person. Yeah. And you're stuck. Mm-hmm. And when you're stuck, it causes the next generation to be stuck. And if that generation is stuck, it's only God's mercy to undo Mm-hmm. What you decided to do. Right, right. So I I, 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 I tell <clears throat> you, know, I want to tell anybody who is looking to get married, looking to uh, be in a relationship with somebody or even dating, courting, I don't care what age you are, just abstain from sex. Mm-hmm. Because you, you want to see get things to know that so person. much clearly. I wish we yeah. had done that. Right. We had dealt with our issues a lot more freely and openly. Yeah. Yeah. Without feeling the uh, emotional pull to Absolutely. react sexually. Yep. That part. Now, we're not talking about our issues. We're acting them out in sex. We're not, you know. Yeah. We're not dealing with the elephants in the room. It's like, well, I'm frustrated. You're angry. Let's do this. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Or I just want to try to see if if this is what I'm going to be with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I got to know. That's, that's a lot of women and men's you know, heal that they willing to die on. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to test drive. If, if it's good, I'm, you know, I'm with it. Right. But not realizing that there is no meter of rating if there was no experimentation. Right. You trying somebody else's drink and saying how good or bad it is and it's not yours, it's still illegal. Oh, that's real. That's not your man that you was trying. That's real. Yeah. That's somebody else's husband. Mm-hmm. And so you get married and you start lusting after other men without mm-hmm. knowing. And mm-hmm. it may not be even sexually be like, man, like, I like how he's assertive. Yeah. Why can't you be assertive? Right. I like how she's uh, uh, submissive. Why can't you be submissive? Right. And now you've created these uh, soul ties based off of the imagery of what you have with other people. You've created a, a whole person mm-hmm. out of seven different people, mm-hmm. out of ten different people. Mm-hmm. And you want that. You want one person to fulfill all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you preaching. So you ha- you are now, you know, in, in a true entanglement with your soul. Yeah. And the only person that can feel you is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So before you tie that knot, before you... Untie that soul. Unt- yeah, that's a word. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that, that trap of like, you know, I, you got a condom, blah, blah, blah. The seed, if the seed get dropped, the seed get dropped. I don't, it's in your soul. It's mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for men. You, you enter illegally into something that's going to bring demonic warfare into your life. Mm-hmm. You did that. You preaching. So now when you create children and you bring them into this world and you're like, how could I? No, you knew what you was doing. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, they look just like them. What did you think they was going to look like? Mm-hmm. They act just like, what did you really think mm-hmm. they was going to act like? Right. So, you know, and, and that's not to shame anybody. I'm just letting you know that don't call something a blessing and they end up calling it a curse. 
Because in the same mouth, when you said I do, when you got up there and you said this is the best moment in your life and you enter challenging moments and you choose to press eject mm. like some of these men do mm. and go try whatever else is out there in the world. Yeah. And now you have to deal with the consequences of you lost everything and you're stuck with nothing. That is your doing. It's not even the devil. He's just watching and saying, you're doing my job. Man. So we have to erase the idea that we need to have sex with people who are not designated for us in order to get to our person. Mm -hmm. Your wife is still waiting. Of course, you, you might be like, they probably doing the same thing. How do you know? Yeah. How would you know? How would you know? Yeah. You know, then we, you know, it's so deep. We could go on and on and on about it. But the, the last thing I want to just touch on when it comes to soul ties, it, it destroys a relationship and a marriage mm-hmm. that fast. Mm-hmm. And my prayer for those who are dealing with soul ties is get some professional help. Mm-hmm. Biblical, uh, somebody who is an overseer over your church, somebody who can walk you through, even before you guys even... Really Come on, deep into marriage. You better. You entered a new relationship. If they're serious about you, they can sit down with somebody else to talk about y'all stuff. Yep. Because uh, you know some men are very manipulative. I I don't want to talk about my business with no other man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some women are the same way. It's mm-hmm. like you know our business is our business. We good. We good. And I'll take all that. Yeah. But when you have somebody who can look from an objective, higher perspective and say, hey. Yeah, you have some <clears throat> issues that you're dealing with from your childhood. Mm-hmm. We need to tackle that right now. Right. So that you could be the best husband you could be to your wife. The worst thing you could do is go ahead and say I do and don't know what you're getting yourself into. Right. That is the absolute worst thing to think that you know a person because I, I and then I now know this after marriage, not to even throw my husband under the bus, not to throw myself under the bus, but to go into a marriage and under the belief that that person is without flaw, you are about to be in a world of surprise. <laughs> and it, because I mean, not even to say nothing negative about my husband, I think my I think the world of my husband. But to go in thinking like he would never, or or this is this is something that he's not dealing with, or he is absolutely perfect to have those expectations set. And he knows in his heart that maybe he's, you know, overcoming some things and maybe I'm overcoming some things, but maybe he thinks I'm just the most perfect woman in the world that we about to butt heads at some point. And if you're not comfortable with confrontation or conflict and do not know how to handle it the biblical way, then it's about to be some real some some real hard nights. You know what I mean? Right. You know, and, you know, we're looking for resolution. And I think when you have soul ties, the only resolution is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we look for the resolution in, you know, um, trying to make that person fulfill a duty or a role that somebody else did for us that made us feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of men would be like, well, this this girl knew how to do this. Why mm-hmm. can't she do that? Mm-hmm. Or uh, there's another show we watched and this man was like, well, my my wife doesn't perform this. So I went out there and did it. That's mm-hmm. the that's one of the sorriest excuses mm-hmm. that I've ever heard because the communication should be I'm struggling in this area. What can we do together to get to this destination? Mm-hmm. Not this person fulfilled it better. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm doing what I did. Mm-hmm. And for some women, it's like, well, 
it's not what I thought it would be. So I got to leave them because I tried it. It's not this. It's not that. It's like, so how many tries do you need to find out your husband? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many relationships do you need to be in to find out who your wife is? And, you know, for the longest, I'm like, maybe I'm speaking from a place of privilege. But I guarantee you, sometimes you could be like, I knew that was that person was for me. But I did something to, you know, push them out of my life because of the soul tie that I was. Mm, I don't know if I agree if I, I knew that person was for me. But now that I believe if someone is for you, they are for you. I don't believe in, in right, right person, wrong time. I believe that it could be the right person, but you're on the wrong time. You I don't. don't what, what I mean by that is that you could be 58 years old and be like, I've never met who was supposed to be for me. Mm-hmm. But really, you met that person and, and you messed that up. That is on you. I, I don't see it that way. I think that there are a lot of good people out here mm-hmm. that in hindsight, you would look back at and say, oh, that was a good person. That could have worked. If it could have worked and it was supposed to work, it would have worked. You right. know? But I'm saying, like, they're, 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 you're going to bypass a lot of good people. I'm, I'm not talking about good people. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about there's some, for some people, the reason why they don't end up getting married or they don't end up in uh, a fruitful marriage is not because. God didn't designate a person for them. Mm-hmm. It could have been God did designate that person for them. Now it's harder to even match what God had designated by you trying your own stuff. I hear that. And I agree with that. But what I am saying is that sometimes people create this narrative that I, I ran into this person 30 years ago and they were just so amazing. They were so great. That was supposed to be my wife. That was supposed to be my husband. Oh, no, that, that's but but it's saying. 30 years later. If they were supposed to be your wife and your husband, don't you think that that would have? Yeah, it's no such thing to me, to me, right person, wrong time. And I feel like whoever the right person is for you is going to be for you. Right. I, I, I think we're saying the same thing, just mm-hmm. maybe a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm saying is that if God has designated a person for you, they'll work with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you'll learn. You'll learn and you'll ultimately grow uh, to, you know, uh, commit to one another and to commit to tasks that God is revealing to you. Um, I think it's important to, to grow uh, with patience with people. But understanding where this person is leading you and, and taking you. And also know that in the beautiful journey of marriage, um, it's, it's beautiful and it's perfect, not because it's carefree and it's something that, you know, is without trouble, but it's beautiful because of the things that you work through, that you grow through and that you um, both transform through. So we are about to go ahead and take a turn for some taxes, child. Y'all know it is tax time around here. We are adding tax up here. We did forgive your loan a little bit earlier for those of you who had outstanding balances. It was quite a few of you guys. Um, but no shade. We are going to go ahead and add tax. Y'all know this is my favorite part of the podcast. And this is when we add a little wisdom, a little love, a little tax, a little um, a little something-something to, to hold you you know, it could be good for you. It could be great for you, or it could be something that you already own. And you're kind of like, man, I appreciate that we all in the same boat. But this is our part to just share um, some love and some wisdom with you guys. So I'll go ahead and go first. And then Tweety's going to go. And then we are going to go ahead and catch y'all next week. So for me, uh, my ad text this week is 
I think that we have had the wrong perspective of criticism this whole time. I feel like criticism um, should be viewed as a form of appreciation. But because we see it as someone belittling us, which they could very well be, that could be their intention, or it could not be, or um, we see it as just an, uh, something that's negative, we let it stop us from showing up. We let it stop mm-hmm. us from, from being where we're supposed to be, being around who we're supposed to be. And because we deal with that that tension and that conflict and that, that um, you know, all of that stuff, we let it stop us completely from just doing what we're supposed to do. And my little ad text today is saying, like, hey, listen, just because it don't feel good don't mean you ain't supposed to be there. That's mm-hmm. it. Okay. I like that. I, I, I It's going to be hard to even get to that kind of revelation for me. Mine's <laughs> very simple. Um, and I, I said it before, but a weakness is meant to be strengthened. What are you doing this week to strengthen your weakness? Um, a lot of people battle with... Um, issues or you know i'm dealing with this i'm dealing with that i want to be here you know maybe uh discipline is an issue that you you know struggle with as far as you know with your business or with reading the word of god well what are you doing today to strengthen that sometimes we talk about what we're weak at so much that it continues to be weak yeah we don't apply any true provisions to get better at that Mm -hmm. which by the way you know if you purchase my book journal for dreamers Mm -hmm. i I, I discussed that thoroughly. Yeah. What is the game plan? Mm-hmm. Write the game plan of being a better shooter. If you suck, if you're not really good at shooting, you suck at shooting, and you want to be a marksman. The first thing you're gonna do is what? You're gonna go and practice. Right. You're gonna put up some shots. So when it's game time, you're not worried about man. I'm not sure if this is going in. You've put in the work. Whether it goes in or not, does not dictate your efforts to getting better. You continue to get better. So put in the work, make your weakness a strength by applying day, uh, applying that skill or that thing that you're trying to do every single day. All righty, guys. You know, we love you. We will be back next week. We are coming to pick up JJ. Um, Lil Twan. This is Lil Twan out. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for listening to the Million Dollar Conversation podcast. We love you. Take care. Bye, Peace. y'all.